live around the globe, it's time for your RM World Travel Connection with Robert and Mary Carey and Rudy Maxa on the SSI Radio Network. with the show anytime at rmworldtravel.com or on social media at rmworldtravel. And now, welcome to America's number one travel radio show. Welcome back for hour two of America's number one travel radio show, everyone. It is just past 11 a.m. Eastern time. It is Saturday, June 11th here in the New York City area. And as we teased last hour, well, we are off to Paris with you for this F-Block. We are. So the Eiffel Tower is certainly one of the most recognized monuments in the world. During peak busy times, it's welcomed as many as six to seven visitors annually. Robert and I have visited several times, and while it's certainly a sight to see, offering great views of Paris, of course, it also has a very interesting history connected to radio and TV. So let's hear more from architect and engineer and historian on Paris and the Eiffel Tower itself, as off to the City of Light we go via the show hotline. We're going to connect and welcome Bertrand Lemoyne. Welcome to America's number one Hi, travel radio show, Bertrand. Hi, Bertrand. Hi, Bertrand. Hi, Robert. How are you? Very Happy nice to meet you from Paris. Oh, well, uh, wonderful. Good. Nice uh, to have you here. I know it's just after... I'm sorry, I was going to say, I know it's just after 5 p.m. local time over there for you in Paris. We might have a bit of a delay, but I, where we want to start with this conversation is let's get into the early timeline of the Eiffel Tower, which was originally constructed for the 1889 Paris Exposition, and it was not meant to be around this long, 133 years later. So I think our listeners across the U.S. would find it interesting. I want you to share how long it was supposed to be standing. Yeah, the, the Eiffel Tower was built for the World Exhibition, a major exhibition in Paris, celebrating the 100th anniversary of the French Revolution. But the land on which the Eiffel Tower stands belongs to the city of Paris. And the city of Paris has only granted uh, a loan, uh, the land to Eiffel, to Gustave Eiffel, only for 20 years. After that, we don't know if the Eiffel Tower would have survived, and maybe it would have not. And fortunately, it still stands now. Thanks what? Thanks to the radio capability of the Eiffel Tower. Right. We find this story so interesting, Bertrand, and we started talking about the tower and the radio connection in our office back in March when we saw the news that the Eiffel Tower gained a new antenna and sort of grew a little bit taller just this past March. So share with all of us a little bit more about the significance of the radio communications, which I think was also significant during the First World War, correct? Yeah, exactly, because it was uh, soon uh, right from the beginning of the radio, the first radio transmission back in the end, the, the end of the 19th century, that the radio would be useful, would be could be used by the Eiffel Tower. Why? Because it's 300 meters high, very high antenna. Indeed, still stand at a high antenna now with a new antenna just put on uh, some weeks ago, six meters more uh, on top of the Eiffel Tower. But it was used right from the beginning of the 20th century. To, to try to communicate first, only a close uh, communication to Paris, only four kilometers away in 1898. And soon, with the help of the military authorities, it could uh, deliver transmissions to 700 kilometers. And from Paris to the borders of France, borders with Germany specifically, and then it was granted a strategic uh, importance, uh, strategic use, 
which made it during the 1914-18 war, the First World War, uh, being very useful to send transmission, but also to uh, capture uh, transmission from the German side. I think, I think that's very interesting because when you th and, and and if we go back also, if it wasn't for Barcelona saying no, <laughs> there would be no. Eiffel Tower in Paris, because originally that's where the, the Eiffel Tower was going to be constructed. Uh, so that is a definite positive for Paris that they were they said yes. And, and, and if you think about how radio and the Eiffel Tower have interacted, it obviously drew uh, our interest because uh, obviously we're you know the top travel radio sh show here in the U.S. and uh, there's certainly a correlation to that. So, uh, and, and but what about for World War II? It, it continued broadcasting uh, helped in World War II as well. Yes. Well, in fact, it was closed during World War II when the Germans came over in Paris in 1940. It was closed until 1948 for many years. Uh, used from a broadcasting uh, useful uh, less by the German people. The German occupation uh, authorities used it as a transmitter not only for radio but also for television. Television was just starting at the time in the 1930s, late 1930s. And uh, some TV programs were uh, broadcasted from the Eiffel Tower mainly a focus at the uh, German uh, residents, troops, and uh, troops in hospitals or troops distressed. And that was indeed the first type of television in France, interest during the Second World War, through the Eiffel Tower. F fascinating it's history for fascinating people. fascinating yeah. history. And by the way, uh, Bertrand has written a book that you can find in English um, called The Eiffel Tower, in case anyone's interested. So while we have you, I want to just switch gears and talk about the monument as it exists today for visitors and for locals. So the illuminations of the tower, uh, which became permanent in 2003, and I know you're an expert on, on buildings and structures. I'm just curious if you think that that addition enhanced it. It's certainly beautiful. Um, and I'm, I'm just curious if you recall how the local Parisians felt about adding the illuminations to the monument. The illuminations now is made with uh, small lead, uh, which uh, consumes quite less energy than before, mm -hmm. and it can give uh, the Eiffel Tower not only a permanent illumination at night, but also every hour during five minutes there is kind of a uh, uh, specific illumination which uh, makes the uh, Eiffel Tower uh, uh, vibrate in, in, in the light, and it was it's very, very, very nice to see, and of course you can also add colors to the Eiffel Tower, Red, green, yellow, it has been colored for different uh, occasions, different yeah. events. Yeah. It is yeah. something to experience. So, Bertrand, before we have to let you go, and I know we invited you on the show today to talk about the Eiffel Tower and radio, but because Mary and I arrived in Paris on April 16th, 2019, uh, the morning after yeah. the Notre Dame Cathedral fire, we spent time yeah, there sure. with so many yes. others. Any thoughts on how the reconstruction is going of that famous part of Paris? Well, reconstruction of uh, Notre Dame, the roof, mainly the roof, and also reparation, some reparation, repairs of the uh, stone uh, masonry, of course, the vaults, is underway. Um, it, should, it should be reconstructed just as it was, with a wooden truss uh, structure and uh, a metal roof, just to give it back its appearance uh, as it was before this uh, disastrous fire in, in 2019, of course. Okay, yeah. good. So, so they're keep... well, mm -hmm. reopen maybe two or three years to the public, uh, we hope, and uh, just as it was before. Well, we definitely continue to follow that. Well, yeah. Bertrand, listen, we very much enjoy 
uh, you're joining us today. Thank you very much. I know, as I said, it's uh, after five o'clock uh, for you. So the uh, your evening is just about to begin. <laughs> we hope you enjoy the rest of your Saturday. Yeah, we have a Paris. nice, wonderful sun here, and we, I can see that as well from my window. So it's still there. <laughs> Don't worry. Yeah. And uh, we'll very come, good. We will come you when you come over to Paris. Well, we'll look Thank forward to that again. Have a great rest of the weekend. Okay. Thank you, Robert. Thank you, Mary. And uh, have a nice day, too. Take you, too. Thank you, Petron. Well, good to get an update. Uh, again, radio in the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, okay, such an interesting history. Still standing because of radio. As it is. Uh, all right. Up next, hotel security and safeguarding your travels. When away you know, from home on, uh, is going to be our focus. Keep those radios, everyone, folks, uh, listening. Or whatever device you're today you're, you're used to listen to the show tuned in. We're going to be back in a quick 180 seconds. As we take a brief sponsor's break, now's a good time to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter at RM World Travel. We're coming right back. Raycon's Everyday Earbuds offer quality sound at half the price of other premium audio brands, and they have optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit, making them comfortable enough for all-day wear. With three different sound profiles and 32 hours of battery life, you can listen to whatever, whenever. And it's no wonder Raycon's Everyday Earbuds have over 49,000 five-star reviews. Go to buyraycon.com slash carry and get 15% off your order. That's buyraycon.com slash carry. Or as always, you can visit rmworldtravel.com under sponsors and look for a link. Terry was at her daughter's wedding for the weekend when she got a call from Simply Safe. Simply Safe had detected water in her basement just moments after the leak started. Protecting against floods is one of the reasons more than 4 million people trust their home protection to Simply Safe. With their 24 7 professional monitoring, you always have someone looking out for you. Go to simplysafe.comslash carry and claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off with interactive monitoring. Simplysafe.comslash carry or visit armworldtravel.com under sponsors. Hey, everyone. Robert here to share that we are big believers in the importance of travel insurance, especially in today's world. It's affordable and protects in so many ways. I always say there are some things in life you just shouldn't do without, and traveling with travel insurance is one of them. That's why we encourage Travel Guard Travel Insurance. Coverage includes many items such as trip cancellation or interruption, medical expenses and evacuation, and more. Wherever your next trip takes you, get the coverage you should have at TravelGuard.com or find a direct link at rmworldtravel.com under sponsors. Robert and I have been Hilton Honors Diamond members for years for a reason. Their award-winning guest loyalty program offers members hundreds of ways to earn and redeem points, including with select co-branded credit cards. Members can redeem points for free nights, purchases on Amazon, exclusive experiences, charitable contributions, and a whole lot more. And in addition to other benefits, members will always get the lowest prices on all Hilton hotels when they book direct on Hilton.com or on the Hilton Honors app. The program is free to join, and for all things Hilton, just go to rmworldtravel.com. Look under sponsors. rmworldtravel.com is your place for show archives travel news sponsor links and so much more you can also connect with robert and mary and the rm world travel show team now back to america's number one travel radio show as we roll right along on today's edition of your Robert and Mary World Travel Get-Together, hotel safety and security is going to be in our spotlight for this G-Block, and we're sponsored by LearCarry.com. And more and more each day, it seems like we're heading towards a recession, so the team at Lear Capital shared with us how investing in physical gold and precious metals can be a viable strategy against what's coming, and now we want to share this opportunity with you. Smart investors are buying gold and precious metals now for two reasons. One, gold can be a great hedge during a recession, and two, the closer a recession gets, the more your gold could be worth. Right now, you'll receive 
receive up to $10,000 in free bonus coins based on the value of the gold coins you purchase. Just visit LearCarry.com for more information or go to rmworldtravel.com. Look under sponsors for a link. All right. With the summer travel season upon us, more and more of you listening are going to be traveling somewhere, and that likely means a hotel stay. Staying safe when on property is important to all of us. So we invited show friend Sal Cacchiavalli to join us today. He's enjoyed a successful career overseeing security in all Hilton branded hotels in the Americas, including Canada to Argentina and the Caribbean. A few years ago, he established Global Hospitality Solutions and now consults on all things safety and security in the hospitality industry. Sal's waiting for us on the show hotline, so off to Tucson we go. Sal, good morning. Nice to have you back on the big show with us today. Robert, good morning. Thank you very much for having me. And Mary, <laughs> yes. love to hear your voice. Thank well, you, Sal. Thank nice you to have you. very much. Likewise, Sal. All right, so listen, since we are two weeks past Memorial Day, the summer travel season is underway for many of our show fans across the country. I would love to get your thoughts on how safe you feel right now the hotels and resorts are these days. And I bring that up because since, you know, we've just come through the height of the pandemic, the industry is grappling with finding workers. We do have the supply chain issues that are impacting operations. So do you feel that the hospitality industry is in a good place right now, or are there some areas that maybe have your attention? You know, from a security perspective, Robert, uh, the hotel industry, the hospitality industry has always put the safety of their employees and their guests at the forefront of anything that they do. And I don't believe that hotels jeopardize uh, or sacrificed anything during the pandemic relative to security, um, physical security, I should say, uh, relative to the pandemic. I've been traveling frequently. Uh, I have don't have any concerns. I feel perfectly safe on airplanes relative to breathing uh, the air on the planes and the steps and the measures that the hotel companies have taken to make me feel safe and uh, unafraid of COVID and the pandemic that we were experiencing. Okay. Sal, I want to talk to you about something that's a consideration of mine as a woman when I check into and I stay in a hotel. And I think it is for a lot of women. I think ever since the sportscaster, Erin Andrews, had that well-publicized issue in her hotel room. And again, this is with hidden cameras. I'd say it's potentially a bigger issue in rental properties like Airbnbs and others than it would be in hotels. But we do live in a digital world. I know when I walk into a hotel room, I look for a variety of things, but I'm curious to get your thoughts on safeguarding against that when you're staying in a hotel room, whether it's hidden cameras and other things that a guest should look for when they get into their room. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, when I check into a hotel room, there are steps that I take before uh, anything. One is, is I make sure that my door self-closes and self-latches. Then I double lock the door and I use the night latch. Then I check the door viewer, and I use my uh, index finger and my thumb, and I make an attempt to unscrew it or unsecure it or unfasten it from the door frame just to make certain, because if I could do it from inside the guest room, somebody could do it from outside the guest mm-hmm. room. Uh, and if you're that uncomfortable, put a Post-it note over it or uh, take a tissue and, and stick it in the porthole. But always remember that if somebody knocks on your door, use the door viewer to identify that caller. And don't open Mm -hmm. the door, obviously, until uh, you've established who that person is knocking on your door. The other is, you know, I I check under the beds. I check behind the curtains. um, I check in the shower, behind the shower curtain, and I check the closet. This is not my home. My home, I don't necessarily need to do that because I have a level of comfort. I know what security measures I've uh, implemented in my own home and for my family as well as for me. 
Uh, so those measures would be a little different. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. So, so excellent. What tips. I want to urge folks is when you check into your guest room, use those safety features that hotels uh, provide. Use that night latch. Use that that deadbolt. Uh, understand where you are in relation to an exit. Make sure your balcony door, if you have one, is closed and locked and has a secondary lock or your window uh, is secured and fastened. It's also the guest's responsibility, Mary and Robert, for them to understand and undertake safety precautions just as you would as, as if you were at your own home. I want to build on that a little bit with you, Sal, because, you know, we've shared over the years on the show some of our hotel tips when traveling. One thing that I never do, I do not use the do not disturb sign, okay? As to me, it promotes that somebody's in the room, and frankly, I would prefer to keep the potential thief wondering rather than make it easier for them. We also carry a cheap rubber door stopper that we place behind the door at night. You can pick one up at a hardware store. You know, it's a few bucks. And no one's getting through that. We're also not big fans of, of public Wi-Fi. We never access bank accounts or financial information no. when we're at uh-huh. hotels regardless because I do know that thieves operate with those skimmers and spoof tools. So, you know, any, any comments on, on those items or others that you want to add? Yeah, certainly. You know, let me expand just a little bit on one one other safety device. A majority, if not all, of our hotel guest rooms are equipped with smoke detectors and alarms. Not all, and the regulation is different relative to carbon monoxide alarms and detectors, and it varies from jurisdiction to jurisdiction. I carry my own carbon monoxide detector with me, an alarm, and I can carry it on my uh my waist, my belt, and when I sleep, I keep it next to the nightstand. If that hotel does not have a CO2 detector, I'm not going to know if I'm breathing in carbon monoxide poison. This is, this is just what so, happened. Can I just interrupt you for one second? So, I, And I'm sure as listeners are hearing this, we're recalling, I am, the recent tragedy at the Sandals Resort in the Bahamas. And they actually came out and said they were going to make this standard across their portfolios. They were going to add, and I was actually surprised to hear carbon monoxide detectors are not in guest rooms. So you carry your own? And is it like a handheld? Like, where do you put it? Mm-hmm. Uh, I put it on the nightstand when I'm sleeping, uh, mm-hmm. and when I'm consulting and touring hotels, I put it on my belt so that I can assist the hotel in detecting whether or not they have any leaks. Interesting. Uh, but my handheld, gosh, Amazon, uh, I don't think I paid more than $7,500 for it. Mm-hmm. So again, I'm a frequent traveler because of my, my business, my background, um, but hmm. it's, it's the value, right? How do you put a value on your life? You'll never know if you're being poisoned by carbon monoxide right. until you don't wake up. Uh, unfortunately, the folks in, at the Sandals' uh, likely source was, uh, since they were in villas, my best guess uh, would be the water heaters. Uh, I, think they, I think they were saying air conditioners there. I think that's where they said it was coming from. Yeah, that's what I've seen. That's possible. Yeah. Uh, but certainly, had they been traveling with the CO2, and again, I'm, I'm probably one of five people in the world who travel with one. Um, well, you may have a few more now. Well, the show reaches today. a little over a million twos <laughs> out there. But Sal, really quick on something I want to ask you. So, and this is completely different, but it involves it goes back to kind of photos and videos. But really, with travelers posting them, 
on their uh, trips online. I'm just curious if you even know this. I saw a story in a paper here in New York where we are. It, it mentioned being cautious of what you post online when you travel because if your home happens to be broken into while you're traveling, since you're essentially advertising that you're away, it could invalidate your homeowner's insurance. Have you ever come across anything like that? I, I'm Actually, I have a call into our insurance broker to find out what the, the reality of that is, but any thoughts? Robert, that's interesting. I, I, I've, I think the first time I've heard that and uh, would be interested to hear if that does indeed invalidate oh, I'll share with you. your insurance. But, um, you know, just like when you travel, do you stop your mail? Do you have papers delivered to your house? Do you have neighbors checking on your house? Are you take all the normal precautions and then right, social media, let's not post that we're away until we get home. Yeah, certainly that well, like I said, when yeah. I saw that, uh, and, and I did just, you know, uh, yesterday I put a call into our insurance broker because I wanted, they are investigating it. And they actually think that there is legitimacy to it. Uh, so I will absolutely let you know when we find out, Sal, and we'll let everybody know on the show. But unfortunately, we're going to have to leave it there for today. We always appreciate these check-ins with you. Uh, good information as always, and we hope you enjoy a nice rest of the weekend out there in Arizona, okay? Well, thanks so much for your time. And uh, Robert, Mary, look forward to seeing you guys soon. Likewise. Take care, Sal. Have a good weekend. You too. Bye now. I just hit the release on Sal Cacavalli, Mary. Always brings it good information. Uh, one other travel tip I would, I'll just throw out there we didn't get to. You know, avoid high floors at hotels because fire yes, trucks, I can't reach them. Exactly. That's another thing yep. to put out there. So right now as we step aside for some sponsor messages, there are still three more segments to go today. Up next, we're going to be talking candy factories across the USA for you to go enjoy on your travels. Stay with us, everyone. You know this is the fastest two hours in travel, so don't touch that channel. Today's edition of RM World Travel will be right back, and you can always stay connected with the program at rmworldtravel.com. Quality, durability, comfort. These are all things we want in products we buy. And folks, it's what you get with MyPillow.com slash carry. With around 200 different products waiting for you, including the new My Slippers, quilts, bathrobes, sleepwear, Giza Dreams bed sheets, their luxury hotel quality towels and washcloths, plus premium bed pillows, mattress toppers, and more, or the all-American MyPillow store that's becoming the anti-Amazon. Save up to 50% site-wide and get a 60-day money-back guarantee, plus a warranty at MyPillow.com slash carry or rmworldtravel.com under sponsors. Raycon's Everyday Earbuds offer quality sound at half the price of other premium audio brands, and they have optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit, making them comfortable enough for all-day wear. With three different sound profiles and 32 hours of battery life, you can listen to whatever, whenever. And it's no wonder Raycon's Everyday Earbuds have over 49,000 five-star reviews. Go to buyraycon.com slash carry and get 15% off your order. That's buyraycon.com slash carry. Or as always, you can visit rmworldtravel.com under sponsors and look for a link. To connect with the program anytime, visit us online at rmworldtravel.com. Welcome back to your RM World Travel Connection. 
Well, between the Eiffel Tower and Sal's last segment with Hotel Security, we are covering the gamut today, folks. And for this H-Block, U.S. Candy Factories to go visit is now on tap, which is sponsored by buyraycon.com slash carry. This summer, take premium audio with you wherever you go as Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever. They've got three sound profiles plus gel comfort fit to match whatever you're listening to. Listen while you travel or during a power workout, maybe it's at work, you're going to get eight hours of playtime, 32 hours of battery life, and if that's not enough, you're going to get them for half the price of other premium audio brands. See for yourself what all the hype is about. As a show fan, you're going to save 15% at buyraycon.com slash carry. You'll also find a link at rmworldtravel.com under sponsors. Okay, a popular travel food to pack in your carry-on or for your road trips is definitely candy. Not only is it a fun and tasty travel snack that's easy to pack, but there are some great American candy factories that you can visit for tours and tastings. Lauren Boland is with the National Confectioners Association, and she's joining us now to share more. Well, it is National Candy Month, so welcome to the show, Lauren. Mary and I thank Thank you for jumping aboard. This segment should spike all of our blood sugars, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for having me, and happy National Candy Month. (laughs) Thank you very much. I appreciate that. So I think certainly enjoying candy, uh, it's a year-round thing. I'd say, you know, summertime and candy especially go well together, particularly if you enjoy taffy and a walk on the boardwalk or something like that. We appreciate, you know, you you joining us today for National Candy Month to talk about everything in the world of candy. I know you've got some stats that you want to mention. So share how many Americans are going to be traveling with candy this year. Well, you know, there's no better way to kick off summer than by celebrating National Candy Month. And we found that Americans' top three summer treats are chocolate, gummy candy, and taffy. So they're all perfect for those summer summer adventures that we all have planned, um, especially gummy candy and taffy. That's perfect for the road trip and sharing with your fellow passengers. And chocolate is obviously the go-to for that perfect backyard s'more. <laughs> and what about, I saw something about um candy and beach travelers and camping. Do you have those stats? Yes. So we found that 76% of Americans who plan to go camping this year say they'll be bringing candy. And then we also have 63% of people who are going to be heading to the beach say they'll be bringing candy with them. So um, it makes perfect sense when you think about some of the summer activities that we all enjoy and how um, chocolate and candy can play such a fun role in all of those celebrations and adventures. Yeah. Um, and ad- in addition to that, we also found people's favorite candy flavors for the summer watermelon, cherry, and strawberry. So they're all refreshing and perfect summer right, I love the cherry, and right. I would say there the 76% the camping, Mary, you've got to be those s'mores. Yeah, so, yeah exactly. Sure. <laughs> um, all right, so Lauren, it doesn't get any more American, I think, than Hershey, and that iconic candy company in Hershey, Pennsylvania, which if anyone is interested in visiting this summer, is open for visits and chocolate tastings. But um, So I grew up with a lot of family in Pennsylvania, but there's another chocolate factory in Lidditz, Wilbur. So just I'm thinking about Pennsylvania and chocolate. Do they produce a lot of of the U.S. chocolate? You know, they do. So the top confectionery producing states in the country are Pennsylvania, Illinois, and California. And with a focus on Pennsylvania, they have an economic output of about $5.9 billion, and they uh, directly employ about 14,000 Americans. So um, it's a hugely important industry, especially in Pennsylvania, but across the country. You know, for every one confectionery job, 11 others are supported in other industries. So um, we have a great multiplier effect and it's a great industry to be a part of and perfect way to 
celebrate what all of those um, hardworking Americans are doing by enjoying National Candy Month. Well, I like the Pennsylvania, yeah. Illinois, California. They're good to know that. Yeah. So uh, we're going to go hard candy for a minute here because you know, our son, RJ, who does the open road segment on the show, has loved Jelly Belly his whole life. And their <laughs> factory that offers tours, they're out there in Fairfield, California. They're about halfway between San Francisco and Sacramento. But actually, both markets where the show is being heard right now in our local affiliates. So that company had really humble beginnings. But would you agree that it's evolved pretty much into the jelly bean capital of the world? Well, you know, Jelly Belly is an iconic company, and um, it's definitely a hallmark of California. In fact, the confectionery industry in California uh, has resulted in economic output of about $7.7 billion. So it's incredibly important in the state of California as well. Uh, Like I was talking about, California, Pennsylvania, and Illinois are really important confectionery states. It's just such an iconic company. It's so fun. Jelly beans are such an important part of what we call candy moments, um, specifically when you think about Easter. I agree. Um, Although I could eat them year-round and have (laughs) many times. Um, So you mentioned Illinois. Illinois makes me think of Wrigley's, but they also have the famous Long Grove Confectionery Company, which um, I happen to check. It is open for anyone who's going to be in that area. It's open for if you want to buy candy, but they have not resumed tours yet. So also just a quick note for anyone listening who's planning any candy travels this summer before you head out to any of these candy factories, please check their uh, pandemic protocols and make sure they're open. But let's head to Denver and the famous Hammonds, which has been around a long time. I think they're family owned. Uh, They offer visitor experiences. What can you share with our listeners about Hammonds? Yes, well, Hammonds in Denver, Colorado is incredibly important. And in Denver, Colorado, the confectionery industry supports around 13,000 total jobs across all industries. So, um, you know, when you think about taking a road trip across the country this year, you will likely be going through a state that has at least one confectionery manufacturing plant in it. And so um, the confections really touch all 50 states. And it's mm. something that all Americans Something people love need to they, they yeah. do. They need to stay on top of that. And folks, I'm going to share this. If you want more regarding your own candy travels to plan it out, just go to CandyUSA.com. Lauren, it goes by quickly on this, but thanks very much for joining us today, okay? Thank you so much and happy National Candy Month. Thank you. That was fun. Thanks. Thanks. All right, National Candy Month. Uh, you know, also, by the way, if anyone's driving up I-95 in the Northeast, don't forget Orange, Connecticut, the headquarter of Pez. Pez. They do those self-guided tours there yes, as well. They do. Lots of fun. All right, now that we're all a bit hungry for some candy, Rudy's going to join the show for the first time this hour, and he's going to delve into medicinal plants in the rainforest. Keep listening, everyone. Connect with America's number one travel radio show as we cover everything and anything in the world of travel by following us at rmworldtravel.com. We'll be right back. Ugh. I have to do laundry when I get home. I have to lug all my clothes over to the washing machine. Then I get to put them in the dryer and accidentally shrink my cashmere sweater again. (laughs) Motorcycles make everything exciting. And when GEICO makes it easy to switch and save on motorcycle insurance, it's even more exciting. I'm going to fold all my socks into little balls. Yeah! GEICO Motorcycle. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Have you heard the news? Metamucil now makes a delicious fiber gummy. Made by the fiber brand you trust, these gummies are a delicious and convenient way to get more fiber. That's because Metamucil fiber gummies are made with an exclusive blend of prebiotic plant-based fibers that are expertly crafted into delicious gummies that give you 5 grams of fiber in each easy-to-take serving. Try new Metamucil gummies today. Metamucil gummies are a delicious new way to promote your digestive health. Metamucil gummies are available at Walgreens and Walgreens.com. Try them today. 
What can help you take advantage of today's low mortgage rates and save money? Rocket can. You could save hundreds of dollars every month by refinancing with Rocket Mortgage at today's near historic low rates. If your current rate is over 4%, with today's low rates, you could lower your payment by over $150 a month, saving thousands in interest every year. With a cash-out refinance from Rocket Mortgage, you could consolidate and pay off high-interest debt, tackle home improvements that could add value to your home, or even set aside cash for your child's future education. We've already helped over 1 million clients just like you reach their home financing goals this year alone. So remember this, what can give you the technology to refinance easily and save money? Rocket can. Call us today at 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com. That's 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com. Savings are based on quick loans, internal data, points and fees may apply. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing letter, license in all 50 states, analysts, consumer access.org, number 3030. Jerry was at her daughter's wedding for the weekend when she got a call from Simply Safe. Simply Safe had detected water in her basement just moments after the leak started. Protecting against floods is one of the reasons more than 4 million people trust their home protection to Simply Safe. With their 24-7 professional monitoring, you always have someone looking out for you. Go to simplysafe.com slash carry and claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off with interactive monitoring. Simplysafe.com slash carry or visit rmworldtravel.com under sponsors. Quality, durability, comfort. These are all things we want in products we buy. And folks, it's what you get with mypillow.com slash carry. With around 200 different products waiting for you, including the new my slippers, quilts, bathrobes, sleepwear, Giza Dreams bed sheets, their luxury hotel quality towels and washcloths, plus premium bed pillows, mattress toppers, and more or the all-american my pillow store that's becoming the anti-amazon save up to 50 percent site-wide and get a 60-day money-back guarantee plus a warranty at mypillow.com slash carry or rmworldtravel.com under sponsors To participate in the program, log on anytime to rmworldtravel.com. Once again, this is your RM World Travel Connection. Welcome back. This portion of our award-winning national travel program is sponsored by relieffactor.com. You know, we all suffer from aches, pains, or inflammation from time to time. And what Robert, Mary, and I like about this product is that it's a 100% natural research-based formula that was created to help combat the root causes of inflammation. Inflammation, of course, is the body's natural response function that can cause aches and pains from exercise, overexertion, aging, and everyday living. It's simple. Relief factor is it's got just four basic ingredients. And here's an email we received from Nancy, who lives in Springfield, Illinois, and listens to us on 24-7 TuneIn channel. She writes, quote, Having been in discomfort for some time with arthritis in my hip as well as in both hands, I was searching for something to help stop the pain. I tried ibuprofen. I tried arthritis cream. I tried just rubbing the areas all to no avail. After hearing about the three-week quick start back on your show, I began using Relief Factor and have been using it since early January, and I've felt a huge difference in the pain level. I can walk without any pain whatsoever. My fingers and both wrists move without the gouging pain going up my arms. Thank you. This product really works just as you said it would. Well, thank you, Nancy, for writing us. So take Nancy's advice and go to relieffactor.com to easily order your three-week trial pack for just $19.95. That's less than you'd spend on a cup of daily coffee. You'll also find the link at armworldtravel.com, as always, by looking under Sponsors. You know, for years, Belize in Central America has been a favorite destination for U.S.-based travelers. Great for diving, hiking, just hanging around, generally exploring. But L.A.-based writer Alex Schecht 
who's joining me in just a moment, discovered something very interesting in the mountainous inland region of Belize called medicinal plant trails that apparently trace their lineage to long ago Mayan times. Alex, welcome to the show. I have not heard of these trails. Tell us about them, please, briefly. Hi, well, thank you for having me. Um, yeah, so I found out about a, a park in uh, Western Belize called Eligio County National Park that is full of trails that actually bypass a lot of medicinal herbs that were traditionally and are traditionally used by Mayan people. And, but this is not just some sort of obscure thing for Mayan folks or for, or I, I should say for folks who live there to use. The public is welcome to walk these trails, aren't we? That's right. Um, it's a very large park, um, covers a very large area. Um, I found a hotel uh, called the Gaia River Lodge that actually backs up to one of the entrances of the park. So it was possible to literally just wake up in my room, walk down the hill, and then I was just in the forest. Now, I know because I read your piece, and I'll give that, that uh, URL address for others to read in a moment, but I know you're a travel writer, and you had uh, a couple guides while you were there. Is it possible for an average visitor to find a guide? Yes. Um, you can get in touch with with the, the people who run the park. My hotel actually connected me to uh, a local tour guide who was also a practicing herbalist. So I kind of got the sort of double benefit of having someone who could give me a guided tour through the forest, but was also incredibly knowledgeable about the plants that we were passing because he as someone who actually uses them in his herbal practice as a healer. You described as your your walk through uh, the vegetation, just a constant, it sounded like almost a constant um, description of different plants and what they can be used for and so on. Now, you were not there for medicinal purposes. You weren't down there smoking anything or trying to change your, uh, you know, your view on life. You were really just, just curious about these medicinal uh, properties of these plants. It, it sounds overwhelming, and these guys know a whole lot, don't they? Yeah, it, it really was. Overwhelming is a good word. It was amazing. I mean, I'm just someone who loves plants and loves learning about different plants and flora. So it, it was just incredible to see, well, so to see someone who just knows these plants so intimately and was, was excited to share them with me and, you know, pointing out different leaves. And, you know, there's one plant that the ants live inside the stalks of the plant, but the ants are actually part of what's healing about the plant. So they use those in some of the remedies they prepare. Um, and it was just every step we took, he was just pointing out something new that was just kind of blowing my mind. Yeah, your your guide opened one of those plants and had one of these apparently very, very fierce ants bite into his finger. <laughs> and he explained to you that in lieu of stitches, folks who needed wounds wounded would put these ants on them. When they would bite, they would close them up. Yes, he actually offered to put the ant on me, and I said no. <laughs> um, but yeah, he put the ant basically. It was a like a leaf cutter ant on his fingernail, and the ant instinctively clamps down on the nail so hard that when you try to pull it off, it just doesn't let go. And that's actually how they would they used to use the ants to seal up wounds. Can you give spell the name of the hotel, please? Uh, sir, it's Gaia, G-A-I-A, River Lodge. All right. And the website to read more of Alex Schechter's writing, and particularly this piece on the homepage, is Alex Schechter, S-C-H-E-C-H-T-E-R dot contently dot com. We'll put a link on our website at RM World Travel. Alex, fascinating stuff, a fascinating trip, and it's good to know that inland in Belize you can find this stuff. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Thank you for having me. We'll be right back. 
Join the Travel Trio by accessing the show anytime, anywhere at rmworldtravel.com. We'll be right back. Stay connected with us anytime, anywhere at rmworldtravel.com. Now, back to America's number one travel radio show. Well, your favorite travel radio show has now reached segment 10 for this June 11th broadcast. And as Mary and I welcome you back to the New York City area with us, as we mentioned last hour, we're about to talk airport therapy dogs. Today's J Block is sponsored by simplysafe.com slash carry. When you're traveling, who's looking out for your home or even your small business? Well, right now, our show fans can receive the best as rated by U.S. News and World Report, PC Magazine, and Popular Science. Plus, you're going to save 20% off this award-winning security and receive a free indoor camera. They have everything you need to make your place safe. It's comprehensive, all monitored 24-7 by security professionals. It costs less than a dollar a day. Go to simplysafe.com slash carry. You'll save that 20% and get the free indoor security camera. You'll also find a link, as always, at rmworldtravel.com. Just look under sponsors. Los Angeles International, Dallas-Fort Worth, Charleston International. These are just three of the dozens of U.S. airports that have therapy dogs throughout the terminals for anxious flyers to de-stress prior to boarding their flights. Kim Williams is the president of the Alliance of Therapy Dogs, and she joins us now on the show hotline with details. Hello, Kim. Thanks for spending a few minutes with Mary and me today. Good morning. Good morning to you. Nice to have you aboard with us. We really appreciate you uh, coming aboard. So listen, you know, I believe San Jose was the first airport to bring therapy dogs in after 9-11. So I want you to talk about how the program kicked off from there and really how it has grown over the years because it really is one of the you know, most highly successful programs across the nation's airports. It really is. And most of the growth has taken over the last 10 years. San Jose was so spectacular in how it presented to the public that other airports took off. Um, LAX took off very shortly after it, and they really set the model. They are the ones that came up with how the dogs would move through the airport, what they would do, and then each airport after that has kind of tweaked it a little bit. You know, Kim, this is a wonderful program, and I'd like for you to walk us through what a couple of hours look like for the dogs and their handlers when they make their rounds. For example, I'm curious if they have access. Basically, it sounds like they're walking through the terminals. Does that include the gate areas as well? It does. Now, it depends on the airport. So figuring out how the dogs get through security is one of the main things. Because if you think about dog collars and leashes, then they set off security with their metal brackets and buckles and whatnot. So that was one thing that airports had to think through. Because initially they were going to be in the baggage area where people could come and greet. Mm. And then where they were really needed was the gates area. And so once they figured out how to get the dogs and handlers through the security, they go gate to gate. Hmm. Some handlers do have like a station. Most just kind of wander around and see who needs them. Yeah, I, hmm. it's funny when you mention LAX because that's probably where I've seen them the most if I had to really guess over the years. But, you know, I want to uh, ask you this because these dogs are all certified therapy dogs, so clearly they have to pass some level of qualifications with training. But I, what I really want to know, what about the handlers or the volunteers, Kim? Do they also need to go through special certification as well? The handlers have a lot of knowledge 
um, when we test them just for certification, we're looking to see what's that bond, what's that communication between them and their dog, because that level of trust and communication is going to get you through an emergency, get you through an unusual response, and uh, get you through the chaos that takes place. Sometimes when you're in facilities like an airport compared to a quiet nursing home. Once the handlers are in the airport, Mm -hmm. um, depending on the airport again, they have special requirements and and education that those handlers take part in uh, to be equipped for whatever may happen in an airport situation. Okay. You know, as Robert said, we have seen some of these dogs in LAX, so we kind of know what they look like. But for anyone who hasn't seen these dogs working in the airports with the with the volunteers, and I think a lot of us are used to seeing the canine service dogs that are working and, of course, cannot be touched, this is very different. So how would you describe how passengers can recognize these dogs and know that it's perfectly okay to go up and, and pet these dogs and maybe even take a picture with these dogs to calm their anxiety or stress? That's a a really good question, and it's usually pretty easy because the airport provides a vest with either their logo on it or the the group's logo on it and will have um, pet me and have station signs that say, we are pet therapy, come see us. So there's a variety of ways they utilize to let people know these are safe dogs and they're to be petted and it looks very different for the service dog. Well, right. and, I, and I'm looking right. over the list, yeah. and I see that Myrtle Beach is one of the latest airports to implement the program. About how many airports around the country would you say total number? Total number, 70. Yeah, About 70. half of yeah. those wow. are Alliance of Therapy Dog teams. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it's, a, it's huge in the United States in the last several years. Yeah, that's wow. a big number that's for sure. So, yeah. well, Kim, listen, thank you very much for sharing the information with everyone listening. And, folks, for info on the Alliance or perhaps, include, you know, volunteering yourself, check out therapydogs.com, therapydogs.com. Wish you a good weekend, Kim. Thank you. Thank you so much, you guys. Have a good weekend. You too. A pleasure. Thanks, Kim. Take care. Well, that is a good program that they have going on. Yeah, wonderful across program. the country, Absolutely. for sure. So, yep. All right. Well, everyone, as we roll towards 12 p.m. Eastern time, that's a wrap for today's live broadcast. Until we're back with you live next Saturday, June 18th, starting at 10 a.m. Eastern time. Special thanks to all of our guests who appeared on the show today with Mary and me and Rudy. Thanks to our show team, network affiliates, and our sponsors, and certainly to all of you out there who help make what we do America's number one travel radio show. Wherever you may be headed this week, safe travels and enjoy. You've been listening to award-winning RM World Travel, America's number one travel radio show on the SSI Radio Network.